Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Matrix. Do you want to know what it is? Welcome to the Exit the Matrix podcast. I am Amin Drew Law, along with Emotion the Mo Man Sumler. What's popping? Yo, bro, what the fuck is good? I am so ready. Like, you all don't even know how ready I am to jump into this week's topics. Week. It has, uh, we have our segment, our first segment ready to pop. Let's enter the Matrix. So, a little typewriter sound in the background. Breaking news, breaking news. All right, so Motel 6, the very famous hotel chain, has agreed to pay $12 million dollars to settle a lawsuit after they were caught reporting their guests to ICE. So first off, who does that $12 million go to? That's one question I have. Second of all, how many families, right? Because to me, even if that was one family, that's not enough of a settlement. You're talking about people that are, that are that might be their family situation. They have to stay there for whatever reason. Or you're talking about somebody that's on a family vacation and you stop there on the road. You pay money to be in the place. They take your money. Then they call ICE and say you ain't supposed to be there. Now, you're potentially being put up in detention. Your wife's potentially being put up in detention. Your kids are being taken from you. And, and, and it's everything that we know. It's all of the things that we know about detention right now, right? So for a company to do that, that we talked about Judge last week, bro, and, and, like, how it's hard to trust him because he can eat Chick-fil-A, which is an organization that, that's, you know, gives so much money to any Andy, LGBTQ, LGBTQ cause. This is now past that this is a company that has torn apart families and lives and i don't i don't feel like it's possible at this point to to ethically condone their use at all 12 million dollars don't make us good all right i totally agree with everything you just said i have a question for you um how does this scenario come into play like when the government when a government when an alphabet entity comes to you as a large corporation and says Hey, we would like information on this thing. Like, like, what does that process look like to you? Like, I don't think it, I don't think it's. I really don't think it's even anything that um, clandestine. Co- no, not anymore, right? Because what they what they do is they find reasons to incentivize you, right? Like, and this is the problem with capitalism as the ultimate answer of good, right? If there is a reward, right, for families for calling people in ice. Like now it's a, it's a financial, it's literally, you don't even have to ask me to do it. If I know that there is a law that says if people that are not United States citizens stay in this place, uh, that we, our company will receive $100,000 for every person that gets turned in, right? Now it's a profit margin. It's a, it's a profit motivation. And that's, that's incredible. So what I'm asking is how, if they deem that what they were doing was illegal, how was it how was it also not illegal that ICE was able to prosecute these people? I don't think it was illegal what they were doing. I think it was unethical. It was a violation of ethical standards and it's probably So how did they win a lawsuit off that? Right. It could have been a civil case, right? I'm sure it was a civil case. So a civil case doesn't mean you actually broke the law. It means that you have it's other things, right? It, it, it's it's grievances other than criminal grievances. I just do not understand the justice system at right. all, Brad. It's like the MLK thing again. Like you know, it was a it was a criminal. It wasn't you know you're never going to defeat them on that in that kind of federal court, right? It's, it's it's a way to like pacify somebody and give one, give someone someone without admitting guilt. You know what I'm right. saying? It's like it's like here's 
hush. It's just hush money. It's it's the way right. that that works. I, yeah, I just think of companies like Facebook and uh, all the and Google and all these other entity Apple things that uh, collect metadata or are no, they absolutely they aggregate <clears throat> metadata. They aggregate. There you go. Thank you for you. I love That's what it is. Yeah, that college guy over here. Yeah, man. I I just don't even. It, it's just a, such a misdirection to me. It's like how is Ice even ex- accepting these things? Of man, I definitely are. for my fuck yous, remind me to say fuck you to ice. Man, man. fuck you to ice, bro. We can get that preemptive and shit. We can get that bottle popped. <laughs> right, immediately, immediately. Okay, so let's move on. I got another news story. Let's do the typewriter. Okay, so I was reading an article, uh, and I don't remember. I'm just paraphrasing here. But Barack Obama was quoted, um, you know, all the progressives need to stop arguing and being Yeah, divided. don't make a circular firing squad, is yeah. what he said. So let's look at how racist that is on a number of levels, Jesus, right? Man. So like firing squad, circular firing squad goes back to uh, circling up the wagons, right? Which is what the, the settlers did when they would go off in a Native American you know, territory and steal their fucking land and literally come into attack. Because, I mean, look, bro, what would happen if you walked into... Bubba Joe's ranch in Texas, in Dallas, Texas. What would he do? If he he could perceive, in Texas, he could perceive me uh, uh, white. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a white passing person. Sure. Uh, but as soon as he found out that I was, how will you be greeted? Southern culture mandates a greeting, but he would be armed in that meeting. Like Bubba Joe is definitely gonna be like healed up. You know, he might have a rifle out. That's you know what, what I'm saying? saying. I feel like you're right. It's gonna be some form of polite, uh, you know. A polite but violent uh, interaction, you know, where like I'm being let known, right. hey, you know, I'm this is the southern tradition here right. to have this type of politeness. However, I would also like you to know that any sort of um, transgression upon right. me or my property of any kind will lead to probably your death. Yeah, think of Game of Thrones, right? When Tyrion goes back to Winterfell after the, the Starks have left, right? And Bran is hurt. And uh, Rob meets Tyrion at the table and got that thing across his shoulder. You know, he's laying the sword over his lap like, bro, you are forbidden. Guess right, bro. I'm not I'm not vouching for you. And any if you fuck up here, shit could go south. That's that situation. So when you talk about things like circular firing squads, you already in a real kind of weird place. Right. But then what are we talking about? We're talking about the Democrats, which, again, are advocating to be this force of social justice and good, this moderation and this evolution of progress, this bettering of the American ideal. We're talking about Biden, who we forgot to talk about last week. He's not officially in the race. man. I mean, when you're talking about like I should have Stacey Abrams, this very marketable black woman as my dude. And she hit him with the Heisman, bro. (laughs) She's like, who runs for second place? Like, nah or nah. As we all know, you know, it's been all these allegations about Biden being inappropriate, right? And and, and to the best of my knowledge, it hasn't been a story about full-on sexual existence. impropriety, but it's creepiness. Like, His why are you touching is me? creepy. He has, like, literally 30 years plus of creepy pictures. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what more you need, bro. Like, you, he touches people without permission and is not great. You know what I'm saying? Like, that in and of itself, when he's talking about, you know, putting out these essays, these op-eds about we have to make you know, way for a, a, a non-white man's club, but then you still running to be the president. It's like, bruh, you and what's his name? Tim Wise are like the kings of not getting it, but <laughs> so-called woke. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the understanding of performative. Performative. Yeah. Um, Uncle Joe. Yeah, just un- jump off Joe Biden. You know Racist. what I'm saying? Like that was 
the whole situation and it was the Obama cosign. But to bring it back to Obama, like right. it's once again this conversation surrounding come together culture and that's a, right. uh, something i want to put together the Democrats in the woke always try to move you to the right and they make it like this is the common sense thing but their candidates that are to the right are never as to the right as these fascists and so the fascists still win you've compromised yourself by voting for democrats that you maybe even canvassing for democrats that you didn't believe in right the, the, the democrats are never like let's go to the left like you know what that would have been a great time for obama to call his homie in like hey bro yeah you know Maybe we should look at your behavior, bro. Like, if anybody could reach him, it would be Obama. That's and it falls on your it falls on your boy. It falls on your boy to be the number one person to get you right, because like the people that you have offended don't owe you that education. But the homies that's with you that have not performed said offense is on them to get you right. So like, really, it fell to Obama first to be like, yeah, Biden. We're going to have a little town hall, and we're going to talk about the ways that you've done damage, whether it was intentional or not. And we're going to talk about ways to make remediation, right? Ways where you can make this better. And maybe one of those ways is, you know, you don't put yourself in positions of power anymore, at least for this amount of time until you've proven that you're a reformed personality. Because Obama is, he perfected um, keeping up appearances culture. It was the best thing about, it was the, it's the reason why Absolutely. everyone loves his presidency. It was. I remember seeing a tweet one time, and it was like some tweet discussing like what President Tampico juice, all his uh, transgressions, all of his Cheeto proven, Mussolini, mm -hmm, what however you call him, O'Donnie J, you know, whatever <laughs> it is that you describe the entity, you know, and it was like, oh, Obama's controversy. He wore a gray suit one time, and it was like, how can you? And it's just because. If you pay attention only surface level right. and you listen to CNN, you have man, no idea you, that he was bombing seven different nations without congressional approval every <laughs> single Monday, and would have a list of people that were on there. To, uh, maybe they would go over the alphabet and pick out names nah, of people to go. kill. <laughs> They're gonna come get us whether we wanted. I to mean, or yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you, man. But these people, we got to exit the matrix at some point, bro. And you got to, and Obama is such a difficult subject yeah. to have. And you can tell when Noam Chomsky talked about it, right? He talked about how the difference between uh, Obama and uh, W was if W didn't like you, they would rendition you and you would end up in some black site somewhere. If Obama didn't like you, you know, they gave an order in 30,000 feet away, you know, up in the skies, you know, a drone would be launched and that'd be the end of it. That was what Chomsky talked about. Anytime I hear some, okay, I'll just end it here. And, and I'm going to put this in the wokeshinary. Wokeshinary term, ding, 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 ding. I don't know if we created it or what it was, but come together culture. Kamala Harris said it in the first speech that when she announced her candidacy for the Democratic Party. She said come together like eight times in that speech. And that's how I knew off buck you're not talking about anything mm. because it's incredibly vague. Mm. And it's once again a conversation that we need to have as non-republicans i guess we got to push everyone further and progressive if you're close to our lunch table it doesn't mean you get to come on the revolution with us no that, that that's not where it ends obama was supposed to be a, a leftist president he was supposed to change a lot of things what he did was keep up appearances he became more efficient in the utilization right he definitely found the way to more um he was a great manager. So let's see, what's next? Oh, 3.6 million people have been dropped from food stamps recently. Yeah, and I heard that number, actually, I was just reading it could be higher. It could be like 5 million. 
there is not, I can't imagine any type of religion or spiritual affiliation or anything that hits you on a visceral level level more than human beings not eating and starving. Like, isn't that something that is a... It's a Maslowian need. Okay. Bow, thank you. It's the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I, I've been seeing that more, uh, more of the different types of hierarchies existing. But yeah, like you shelter and food. I mean, like yeah, that's such a clean it's, water. It's something that is universal. And for some reason, every time the conversation pops up about food stamps, maybe it's because it's food stamps has a negative con- connotation or something. But it's like you're just giving people money to buy food. And that's all it can be used for. I mean, they're not even. Uh, they're not, they're not legal tender for anything else. Now, what's interesting to me, right, this is a one-two punch. Food stamps didn't used to be a big deal when, like, especially people of color were still predominantly in rural areas because what you would do is grow your own food, right? If you couldn't buy your food, you could grow your food because growing your food is almost always cheaper. But, like, in these urban situations, you have urban planning where people are not just actively discouraged. It's literally illegal to grow food. Think about, like, the, the amount of money and time you spend working on Working on grass, working on your lawn, when in reality, you could have some cabbages growing. You could have, you know, some potatoes growing, sweet potatoes, radishes. This could be what's in your front yard. Maybe you have a berry bush. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are things that you should be able to do. But in most places, it's illegal to do these things. So you can't even feed yourself, right? But if there are not opportunities, a human being has to eat. So doing things like this directly impact crime because I don't have to be a bad person, but if my daughter fucking hungry, yo. You can understand that most people who commit crimes and most people who go outside of the law do so because the law doesn't allow them to survive. I can delete this post if you don't want me to talk about it. But we were talking about just straight up gorilla planting seeds in Rock Creek Park. Oh, we're going to bring was, that back. We're going to bring that okay, back. We'll bring it back. Section. We'll bring it back. But I, I know in Washington State, and look, I'm not here to tell you Washington State got everything figured out. I'm sure it's a bunch of white people doing a bunch of white people shit. But what I'm saying is they got, you know, whole forests, whole farms where you can just get free food. And especially on the East Coast, there's so little land to develop. You would just think, like you were saying, we can have a little garden or something right in front of, you know, my house instead of having a lawn. Man, I hate dealing with that lawn outside. Yeah, it's I hate good. having one, man. It's just so And you go useless. crazy. You see a dandelion and you go crazy, even though dandelions are actually medicinal. Like, this is actually medicine that the earth is growing to give you things. No, like this is what I'm scared of. I'm scared of white people that live next door to me or across the street from me. Or some bougie-ass people just saying, like, hey, man, your lawn looks bad, man. Or some some homeowners association bullshit getting on top of me about something. And you know, you know, you've been in this crib enough times to know white people come knocking at this door all the time talking some bullshit about nothing. Excuse me. Excuse me. I, we can hear your Smash Brothers game, and it's really loud. Motherfuckers can't even play Smash Bros. at 10 o'clock on a Sunday? Bro, you was a good one for me, bro. It was, you know what I'm saying? I took everything. I love it, though, man. That's the livest I thing I've ever seen you get. You know me. I go real live, real quick. You get quick. live quick, and I'm, 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 I'm very... I don't get too high, too low. You know what it is, bro? It's honor culture, bro. Like, I grew up in the South, bro. Like, you can't do it no more in the South officially, but I think this is why the murder rate in the South is so high. Because honor culture, bro, this is literally a culture for hundreds of years. If you said some shit to me that I ain't really like, I let you pick the, the the fucking pistols, bro. We gonna take ten steps, and one motherfucker gonna shut the fuck up, <laughs> like forever. You'll never disrespect again. 
I always picture like what's the dude from um, Looney Tunes, Foghorn Leghorn. I always picture the a dude with his voice slapping someone with a white glove. You know? I say I challenge. I say I, say I challenge you, sir. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow at uh, 1 to 38 uh, p.m. Man, think more like Doc Holiday, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yo, man, you know I learned that, like, basically Westerns are complete bullshit. I, I should have known that, right? Like, Western, like the Westerns that you see, like, the, that didn't exist. Nah, like, it depends on the Western, bro. Deadpool was dead on. I'm no, Shit, Deadpool. Deadwood. You you still need to watch that one, bro. That's a, that's a hit and kick in it. Bruh. I, I, I'll get you right on that one, bro. I'll get you right on that one. That one's a classic. Deadwood is actually a very accurate. Well, what I'm saying is it mainly was not white people that were cowboys. You well, it I'm wasn't saying? only, right? But you got to think. No, so- mainly it wasn't. It, it it was like a third a third Mexican and a third black and like white and people. all of were the like, indigenous people that you don't and, count at all. And di- indigenous people. It wasn't a lot of white people and they weren't running the towns and a lot of the stuff was created by brothel culture like the whole all the towns spr- sprung up because of brothels well i mean but that's in every western you ever seen bro that's the whole point of tombstone <laughs> they in the brothels right but it's just not it's not i cowboys. think about posse where like they, it's the black town and i then, gotta get you hip on this show man i mean that's what Adam it is, ruins man. everything that's what it is yeah, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. We're going to watch that shit and we'll watch Deadwood. All right, How about that's that? That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> what was we talking about? <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. We was talking about motherfuckers being starved. Oh, the food. All right, food stamps. So, so I'm just saying, like, another ridiculous thing where people say things like, and I think one of their statements, not that I give a shit about what their statement is, but it was they were saying, like, you know, we don't want people to, to have food stamps. We want people to have jobs. We want people to have this stuff. People who need food stamps are people who have jobs, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's almost impossible to get food stamps without a job. So it's just a soundbite. You, you can't even debate that because it's literally they know that. They write those laws. They know that. So, but isn't something like food stamps immediately improving your life situation right now? Yeah, I mean, look, I feel like... If you got $200 a month in food stamps, wouldn't that radically improve your life? I feel like, yeah. I mean, again, that's when we're talking about, like, universal income. I feel like every American citizen should get a small voucher every month from the government for subsidizing your food. I mean, I mean, and that's a direct check to the food producers. So, like, everybody wins with something like that. And that's not something that's inconceivable. I'm not saying it's got to be a ridiculous amount of money, but maybe a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. Yeah, okay, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Don't give, don't give someone two hundred dollars a month just to spend on food, but it subsidize the food industry. So when I go to, uh, when I go to the supermarket, I can buy a first of all locally grown food. I we gotta, I stop, I gotta stop buying f- fruits and vegetables that were flown here. You know what I'm saying? Like, so help me with the local fruits and vegetables, and that shit should be 25 cents. I should be get some that's sold locally here or for free. You know, make me pay for all the other stuff and meat and all that other stuff that's killing the environment. We'll talk about later. I know you just had a big meat sandwich. Ah, big meat sandwich. <laughs> There's like four different kinds of meats on that this shit. Dude, this dude was eating it's a fucking whole delicious. Al- amalgamation of an animal. I was just, he was like, look at that meat. Yo, it's called literally the Hebrew hammer. Every time I go to this joint, I get this bad boy. Shout out to Bub and Pops. It's the best sandwich yeah, we, spot. We just had some bomb sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, man. Food, food. Yeah, that's what some we all know, shit. right? Okay, Val, uh, let me tell you some real shit. Uh, my whole life, 
I got uh, either food stamps or I went to a food clinic or a food community food group to get food because that's what my family was on. So I, one of my questions is to you. I, I, let me, I'll tell you mine first. First of all, the thing that we always used to get was this pink salmon in a can. And I could not understand for like 10 years we was getting this pink salmon in a can. And I had no idea how to make it. I tried a hundred times. Oh, you make it in a croquette. So that's pretty much uh, what you croquettes do. Croquettes is the only thing. Yeah, that's I didn't done. know. I wasn't up to let's just nah. age here. But another thing there that was you no can do internet with, back then for another me. Another thing be. you can do with that with that component is you can take it out and you can put it in a slight slight sauce like ghee, you know, and then you can you can smoke it, right? And then you'll get a great little flavor. You can do all kinds of other things with it, yeah. Yeah, that was tough when I was in seventh grade, bro. <laughs> yeah, we was talking. It's the first episode we talked about being foodies, and we ain't really hit the ass with none of this I shit. I know yet, we ain't hit no foodie shit, bro. Know, bro. Hey, I was gonna tell you, man. I've been thinking about. Uh, no, I, I'm thinking I'm gonna sell this falafel for real, man. If you this should. Is a shelfless plug or hey, whatever. Hey, this homie make the greatest falafel of all so time. So falafel bro. mix is gonna be available at some point uh, before food insecurity. I don't know how the fuck to cook pink salmon, bro. Oh, man, I, I don't. I a done pink a lot salmon. Of at seventh grade, you're a different breed, okay? That's real. <laughs> I was I was just making French fries back then, but we used to get that pink salmon. We used to get the government butter, that hard ass butter. Yeah. We used to get that uh, powdered milk, which was the worst. That shit. was the, the worst shit. And, and what about the government cheese? You remember that shit, or was that gone? We didn't. Uh, no, I do know some people that got government I cheese. Definitely I definitely got, got government cheese. A, I got it a few times. You, I, the one shit I could say about it, I liked it actually. No, I did not like it. I, love I think that's why I really don't like American cheese that much today because of government cheese when I was a broke-ass kid. But, um, hey, it made the best grilled cheese sandwiches of all fucking time. That government cheese, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. unless you want some super shit like, well, actually, I'm going to make this grilled sandwich with, with Gruyere. <laughs> well, apparently, yeah. seventh grade you was out there using a smoker, you know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, nigga, it's this Chicago, man. bro. Grilling was a huge part of Chicago culture. That's what's up, man. I, you are, I, I, I love eating with you bro we have great you have a great palate i don't fuck with the meat but you know what i do want to applaud you man for how much you've 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 taken a step back on eating meat man that's right that's right that's you right. still yeah. indulge and i and i appreciate right. that about you because that is who you is but the, the amount of steps that you took i i really appreciate that yeah man. i wanted to we you're have a my good answer. influence my homie he was looking at me real bad taking a straw earlier y'all i was like oh i was not fucking with that straw i know it in the in you the brought me a straw you're going to kill a turtle, you son of a bitch. I do have that bleeding liberal <laughs> shit in me, man, where I'm like, no, the turtle. <laughs> that shit ain't kosher. I don't give a fuck. No, I love, I love turtles, man. Man, turtles are fuck horrible. You, man. No, 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 no. Okay, again, man, on some real shit, on some real shit. Have you, you ever seen turtles. Have you seen a turtle outside of the zoo or, like, outside of, like, <laughs> Discovery Channel where? Um... No, maybe, yeah. No, that's why. In, in Arkansas, Are they vicious? Bro, fucking right, man. An alligator snapping turtle will bite your whole fucking oh hand off, God, bro. Oh, my God, bro. That's like the most vicious turtle in it's the world. It's a fucking lot of them. What are you talking about? Like, in creeks, there's a... There, hey, bro, there's a lot more snapping turtles in the fucking creek than it is in beautiful little leatherback-ass shits you be seeing, bro. That shit don't be out there, bro. We got terrapins and fucking snapping turtles, All right, bro. a snapping turtle I is I hope that little maybe... fucker do choke on a bottle. <laughs> I don't. I, don't I really don't. don't. I don't condone. I feel like one tear is about to drop from my right cheek. Can't believe me. You are friends, man. Jesus. Let's move on. All right, all right. All right.
I used to get a fucking trash bag of donuts. Why are they literally in a trash it was bag? Literally though, in a fucking trash bag, and it was like thirty donuts in there. Like and day I was old, like, like Dolly yeah, Madison. Like, yeah, or... like day old bagels. Okay. Or, or day old bagels or day old donuts. And I'm like, a, in the eighth, ninth grade, I'm already fat as hell. <laughs> You know, and it's like, how could I be eating this, bro? Both of my parents worked at McDonald's when I was growing up, actually. Oh, shit. So I was eating that shit every day, bro. Do you ever crave McDonald's? Hell no. Really? Hell no. The only thing I ever crave, I tell you, is Long John Silver's. I love Long John Silver's. I don't eat it, bro, but I definitely, every now and again, bro, I can't lie, bro. It's the damnedest thing. I'll get a craving for a double quarter pounder. Bro, I have probably not eaten a fucking Big Mac or a quarter. I have not eaten McDonald's, bro, not even fries. Probably in more than a definitely more than a decade probably closer to like 15 years man but i'll be damned like you remember the taste of a fucking double quarter pounder forever bro but i'm not one of them people that are like oh my god you go to mcdonald's you're a bad person no i mean i don't judge you I know sometimes that. motherfuckers got to do that shit i'm not right. tripping off that hey but if you eat chick-fil-a motherfucker i'm not voting nah, for your ass for yeah. president nah, fuck you. mcdonald's fuck just fuck makes you. food that's not good for you Chick-fil-A fucks people up. Any more any more food stamp stories? <laughs> nah, man. I mean, that was really that was really it, man. I remember, um, I mean, if my parents were on food stamps, they kept it kind of. But, like, what we got was Wick, bro. Like, my my parents Same definitely. Same shit. You know we had Wick, saying? too. We yeah. had Wick, too. Definitely Wick. So, like, and all of those, those are important things, man. This was my mom. She was fucking pregnant. You know, this was, she was still, she hadn't got her college degree yet. She was a stay-at-home mom. It's all the shit Republicans say they want to see mothers do. My mother was a stay-at-home mom. She was watching the kids. You know, she was pregnant. You know, all of that stuff. A, a new kid is a strain on the house. Wick is a, it, Look, every American woman should be getting wick. That's just the bottom line. Making sure that we're having bare minimum essential ingredient, you know, food stuffs for someone that is, that's pregnant, bringing a life in it. And they claim to be pro-life. You know what I would also like to see, man? I would like to see actual kids be able to have an EBT card. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, bro, I'm going to tell you on some real shit. First of all, so, you know, my pages is here, my roommate pages. And, uh, he's, you know, he's usually on the road all the time. On so, the road again. Yeah, on the road again. But he, so he doesn't have time to buy groceries. But since he's been here for a few weeks, he's buying hella groceries. And you know me, I'm a grocery-ass motherfucker, too. So we got a big-ass fridge full of groceries. And I, re- I don't remember my fridge ever being that full since I lived at home with my parents. But I remember opening the fridge and it would be full, but it would be so much shit in there that I just couldn't. I was not allowed to eat. This is my mom's pie. This is my dad's fruit cups. Here's all the good shit that I can't eat. And I would have to try to find money. haagen wasn't popping like that yet, but like my parents definitely be like, this is our briars. <laughs> Let me catch you fucking around with my strawberry ice cream. And they buy me some fucking popsicles. I'm not tripping on popsicles. But let me get some of that ice cream. Let me get that shit, though. So, you know, man, when you nine years old, get you a little car, get you a little something, you know? It got $20 on it a week. That would have changed my whole shit, yeah. bro. And who the fuck cares if you just get bubble gum, bro? Why the fuck can't people be happy, man? When you get hungry enough, bro, you're not going to buy no fucking popsicle, bro. Let me tell you, bro, I knew good food. And so did my team. I was so glad to have a... Okay, first of all, my whole squad when I was growing up, was either West African or Caribbean in some capacity. So I was eating good food, and my dad's Palestinian, Egyptian, is cooking up, whipping it up every day. So I knew good food early. So if I had $20 a week, at least I was going to go to the mall and get some uh, food court shit. At least I was going to go 
you know what I'm saying, to get the Hunan Express for $3.95. I wasn't going to be out here buying chips and shit. Now, maybe some kids would have, but I'd have been out there eating good. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't claim to love America and want to see Americans be hungry. At the end of the day, that's the end of it. That shouldn't be like a, a, a political comment at all. If you love Americans, how can you want to see Americans be hungry? And that's all that does is it makes hungry Americans. And they think it's black people, but most food stamps go to white people. You're literally starving white women. Uh, so, you know, it's wild now in uh, U Street, bro. Okay. Oh, this is perfect. This is perfect. So, you know, we are based out of uh, Northeast Washington, D.C., um, a city that I truly love and rep for and will always rep for. Hopefully, uh, it will always be my home. So what's been happening, uh, let's rewind. Can I, can I rewind? Uh, six months ago, to maybe eight months ago, uh, there was a no noise ordinance placed on an area called Gallery Place. Now, Gallery Place, uh, I guess, is still known as Chinatown. It's not... Anyway, that's a, d a different discussion for a different day. It was once a a vibrant uh, space for Chinese Americans to to be in the city. And it sort of turned into something else. It's where the Washington Wizards play, the Washington Capitals play. There's a lot, There's the National Portrait Gallery is over there. It's one of the most bustling, uh, I, would say a, I would say a very much a tourist attraction in Washington, D.C. That's where a lot of tourists go. And that's also where a lot of people hang out. So, of course, that's going to draw street performers. So in D.C., you're going to have a lot of different things. But one thing you're definitely going to have is go-go music. Somebody beating on buckets with a bucket out. You leave a couple dollars. People who chose to live by the Capital One Arena said that the go-go music was too loud. And they basically created a noise ordinance that people could not play go-go music after a certain time. Or uh, at, at, at all. So basically, Gallery Place was completely devoid of any sort of local music. Of course, I love D.C. and I love... Uh, the human beings that are here, uh, they rallied, they got them to overturn that, and now Gallery Place is as vibrant as it has ever been. So, shit, in fact, Trail just sent a fuck. He shot a video out there. Let, so, fast forward. Let's fast forward here. There is Metro PCS branch. It's been many, 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 many right. things over the years. But, the but if you're riding that 70, if you're going up Georgia. You know what happens? It's when Georgia turns into 7th. It's right on Florida. You can't miss it. It's right by Howard. How The Howard University. The fuck do you think that neighborhood is like? Oh, my goodness. So there are these, of course, luxury apartments, condos, some bullshit that they just put there. And you already know what happened. Same thing. They were complaining that go-go music was blaring out of the speakers that they keep outside and have for 25 years during the daytime, it during business hours. when you moved here. Move your fucking ass out then. Huge rallies. It's been jumping all over my timeline, probably jumping all over your timeline. Uh, it's hashtag don't mute DC. I highly Highly suggest that you um, go on Twitter or Instagram and and check it out. Uh, just man, any any thoughts about? And that again, moment? man, I blame Mario Bowser. Man, she could have deaded this shit immediately. She could have. She just could have made a very strong statement like, "Hey, this is the culture of the city. This is what the fuck it is. Look, we don't mind you moving to DC, but you have to respect the culture. It's like moving to fucking New Orleans, moving to the fucking Treme, or moving to fucking you know what I'm saying, motherfucking the French Quarter. I mean, like, hey, man, what the fuck with the music and the clubs? Bitches, the way it's always been this way. Look what they did to Manhattan and, and Brooklyn. Look what white people did to it. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen everywhere, man. I think Manhattan was pretty much always that way. But well, Harlem wasn't. Harlem wasn't. Harlem, is that's a part of the... Brooklyn wasn't. Oh, Brooklyn is now. 
But yeah, man, I just want to give a huge shout out to all the activists that are in DC right now. Man, making it happen. All yo. of the musicians. I think there's go-go bands that are playing every yeah, day. Yeah, we should go out there and do some poems, bro. But we should just go fuck with it. Fact it's it. gonna about to be jumping out there yeah. for the next few weeks. And I highly yep. suggest if you're in the DC area, go down to Seventh uh, and Florida and uh, just rock out with it, man. Give me my water bottle, man. I'm sorry. Kicking stuff around. I'm violent. All I'm right, really not. All right, but they say I am. All right, can I? I, I really want to throw this up to you, man. I'm very what's excited. That, can that, we go that, to that? our next segment? Let's do it. But so styling on styling. him, man. Styling. Oh, you mad because I'm styling? Okay, that's our second segment. But you can't tell me nothing. Hey, so let's talk about man. Lil Nas X viral video. And he uh, was the number one trending video on YouTube, bro. What the fuck? It's bro? Number one on Spotify. Holy shit, that's it's fucking hilarious, bro. So if you don't know now, I guess you've been living under trap a Trap country is a thing. And we were talking about tr- Korean trap last week, bro. Korean trap Black is- culture is like the ultimate. It's the ultimate. Um, it's soluble. It's soluble with everything. Can you just explain yeah. to them real quickly the little Nas X? So tra- yeah, yeah, yeah. So little homie put together a song. I mean, it is not it's from very Atlanta, long right? At all. Or the yeah, Atlanta I think area. So. Okay. Right. The song was like a minute and fifty. Not even very long. And uh, it had been out for months. The facts is. The song had come out like four or five months ago, and it was doing a little bit of something. And it made it to 18th on the country music charts, the country, uh, the Billboard country charts. And then there was an uproar, right? And then everybody had it removed. And you know what this is? Good old boys don't want to see black fucking faces anywhere. Anywhere. And what the fuck more can you want when you're talking about, like, assimilate to America, right? This dude is like, I'm going to make me a good little country and western song. I'm going to do that. They literally just had it removed from the thing. But... The thing, the, the, the wildest shit to me was when Billy Ray Cyrus jumped on it, right? Somebody who I don't associate with downness at all, because fuck, man, look at what he raised. He is an opportunist, however. Right. And look at what he raised. And yeah, and there it is. Yeah, so then he jumps on the track. And it, to be honest, bro, if we're being honest, the shit do slap, though. This just slaps this like shit. This shit do slap, though, bro. What are you bro? talking about, bro? <laughs> like, Yo, let me tell you, man. <laughs> when I first heard... This is what... To me, this is what fun music is. Oh, when yeah. When people give me that top 40 bullshit, and they're like, oh, it's a fun song, it's a catchy song. No, 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 no. This, to me, is a fun song. This, to me, is a catchy song. We'd all... It's gonna become, like, the kind of song that the whole clique can sing at the club. This is gonna be, like, a song that gets karaoke for the next 20 years. Yeah, this dude's good, man. This dude's good for, for a long Who all would time. you like to... You know who uh, I heard is trying to get on the remix? Slim Thug, bruh. I'm not really for that. We'll see. Hey, but who would you put Slim on? Slim Thug? Yeah. Or Young Thug? Oh, shit. No, it's Young Thug. Slim Thug actually might not be bad. I know you. I love Young Thug. I'm sorry. I know. Uh, you put Young Thug over Slim Thug? Absolutely. Whatever, man. Slim Thug was nice, but he... catch you slipping in Texas, bro. Any rate, I, who all would you put on the track? Who all would you put on the track? There are artists that do what Young Thug does now that I like better. Someone like Gunna. Remember we was talking about, I was showing you Gunna. I don't, yeah, I would like maybe Gunna on there. Okay, Gunna's my first. For me, man, my number one name, the person I would like to see on that track, I would like to see, yeah, I would like to see Crip. Because, again, he's a rapper, of course, but he is from Mississippi. And let me tell you this about Southern culture. We ride a bunch of fucking horses, yo. I don't know why motherfuckers be trying to deny that shit. In Arkansas, I rode all the fucking time. I didn't have to ride, but I wanted to ride. And it's something you could do. This is something I can do in Little Rock, Arkansas that I probably can't do in New York City. Just being like, hey, what y'all doing today? 
Let's go ride some fucking horses, yo. With and this you shit. always didn't we always talk about Migos like how they was when they were on Atlanta. Right, they was like in the woods. They was in the country, and, and right. I didn't know this. I mean, you you you, <laughs> yeah. you know so much about the South. You was like, man, a lot of Georgia. That shit is wilderness, bro. No facts. So After I you can get out imagine, of Atlanta. You back in the country, bro. Right. So I could imagine anybody just out there in the country riding woods in the, in the backwoods shit of Georgia. Really shit. It's not a black thing or a white thing, bro. If you live in the country, bro, you be on some four-wheelers, you be on some horses. That's your shit. You might be on dirt bikes. So, like, Crit, Crit to me, I guarantee you he got country boy in him, bro. I know it's some people. How about this? How about this? How about Janelle Monae? It would be interesting. I mean, I don't think think there's anything she couldn't do. Yeah, she could pull that shit off. Janelle Monae and Gunna, first of all, need a track period. (laughs) I don't know how to put those together, bro. That's real. How about this, bro? Beyonce. I felt like she did a great country song on Lemonade. Beyonce, uh, and that was another thing that they were talking about when yeah, they were pissed off when that happened. Yeah, that was as good as why wasn't that country? Actually, that was one of the best country songs I've ever heard. I say that again as a person who doesn't listen to a lot of country. So people that listen to country, my fucking opinion don't have to fucking mean that much. To yeah, you. no, that song was great. That album was. Great. I thought it was really good. Well, you know, you want Bubba Sparks on that bitch, bro. Damn, bro, you should say that on the podcast, bro. <laughs> Damn, bro, that's a dark secret of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying he would have talent, bro. I, like, I love a, Bubba he, I Sparks, man. I, I can't believe you put that out there. Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> I don't even want to see. I could talk about FBI shit. I could talk about shit that we blatantly about to do. That's want to break the law. But don't fucking talk about Bubba Sparks, bro. That's a deep, dark secret, man. All right. Yeah, that's what's up, but that's Bubba what's up. Sparks would kill that shit, though. He would fucking do well on that song. What's that song. Uh, Leanne Rhymes? I'd like to see Leanne Rhymes on it. Fucking... Dixie Chicks. I don't know. Someone who does bluegrass real well, real, real. Oh, ter- uh, was it Terica? Uh, no, who was who were you just showing us the other day? Oh, you're talking about my baby, Valerie June. Hey, y'all. If y'all not, we're not really selling songs right now, but I'm telling you, Valerie June is the most amazing, the most beautiful. Fuck, man. I don't believe in marriage, but I think I would propose, bro, like instantly. Like, I feel like we need to bond our lives together. Like, I'm just here for you. What do you need? Y'all are learning a lot about <laughs> us. Today. Hey, uh, if you look at Valerie June and you don't feel the same way, something's fucking wrong with you. And also, her music is amazing. So, Valerie June, Janelle Monet, and Gunna. That's my three. I'm with it. Let's see what we got next. Oh, okay, man. Okay. So this is something I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. I I came up in the game, and I know you came up in the game, freestyling. I was always freestyling. That was something that we did when we were in the lunchroom. That's something that we did after school. That was something that we did when we was at the house party chilling. You know, whatever it may be, we was always freestyling. And back then, how we would freestyle is, of course, someone would beatbox or bang on a table with a pencil. You know, sometimes it could be elaborate. Or we would have instrumental CDs or you would have, you would buy a tape or you would buy a CD and well, they would have the instrumental on there. track No, nigga, ain't that old, yeah, bitch. I didn't <laughs> say A-track. You... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah you could buy, you get the instrumental. But I remember there used to be these um, mixtapes you could buy that had all instrumentals on them and it was called J-Arms and it was like uh, volume one through like 80. You know what I'm saying? And they would always have instrumentals on there and I just thought to you, like thought to myself like, what are some of the best instrumentals to it doesn't have to be a specific instrumental, but what do you look for in like an instrumental to freestyle? Gucci to? Lemonade, bro. That was on my list too, bro. Gucci Lemonade is like one of the bing ding 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 Damn, that song that was so great. good. Yeah, no, Lemonade just, for sure. Yeah. And it tests your abilities. Yeah, no. Off buck. Uh I think about three six mafia, uh I'm so high. I think that's one of the great all-time freestyle beats. 
DJ Paul is probably one of the most underrated. Bro, I will put DJ Paul over fucking Dre any fucking day, bro. That's controversial. Any I just leave that out there. For all you little Dre heads, man, Dre didn't even make most of that shit, man. Devontae Swing and fucking Jodeci was making all that shit on Death Row that y'all love. All that pock shit that y'all banging and shit. That shit wasn't fucking Dre. Oh, my goodness. Controversy fuck surrounds Dre, man. this. <laughs> hey, Eminem, I said fuck Dre. Fuck you too. You a whole podcast though. I think we're ready for war, bro. <laughs> Fuck them all. Like that's man. how I feel too. You hey, know? but what what to you? What counted as a freestyle, bro? Because I'm gonna be honest, man. I I always loved like you and G and all you motherfuckers is off the dome and shit. For me, man, freestyles was fresh, right? <laughs> fresh rip, bro. It's not off the dome, bro. But like, man, I was always more of a lyrical poet anyway. You know what I'm saying? So like, I go home that night. I pen some wild shit. And it would be like new to this cipher. I've never done this in this cipher. It's not recorded. It's not on nothing. It's new to you. All right. So this is uh, something I have have a tremendous history with freestyling in a group of human beings. And I think that there's a ton of classifications that people love to have for them. And I just think that the, a free a true freestyle is when you are vibing with the space. Is it off the top top of the head? Cool. If it vibes with the space. Is it some shit that you already wrote on a verse? Cool. If it's in the space, is it something that you're, you sort of have already thought of and you got some words in your heads? Cool. If it's adding to the space, I think my issue with what's not freestyling, where there seems to be one person taking up a lot of space or someone who decides that it's their time to get famous, so they'll start spitting whole verses. Look, if you want to drop a 16 or something that you wrote, cool. If it's... 32 cool but a motherfucker give you a hundred bars off the top it's like son you're not auditioning bro this is a vibe we're all creating in the cypher bro step the fuck off bro so the offer the first of all the offer the dome thing is just a part of part of hip-hop culture like degree of difficulty right think how fucking impossible freestyling is if you were to tell somebody Mm -hmm. that doesn't understand what hip-hop is here's a beat i want you to be on beat Create a narrative and it all has to rhyme and you basically have nothing other than the real time moment. You're really good at that shit, right? Yeah, I'm brilliant at that shit, but that's just because we're both brilliant. And y'all are listening who are, are brilliant as well. It's like You want to give them something, bro? We talk that shit, bro. <laughs> you, you want you... me to freestyle on the podcast? Hold on, hold on. I am your boy. Don't worry. You can't skip this deal because it's every day. I hate you, technology. He's having technical difficulties right now. Oh my god, I'm about to freestyle my own podcast. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, 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 uh. Yeah, they talk a lot of that, but they ain't gonna say shit. You know that we over here, we trying to exit Matrix. Y'all don't want to play with anything we say with. Y'all know that I come through and I ain't want to play with. I'm doing what I gotta do. Move how I gotta move. Groove how I gotta groove. Me and my fucking crew the more. Man, whole time, no lines, no swine. I don't do none of that. Running back like running backs. And that's the shit I'm talking about, y'all. That's a motherfucking exclusive. That's a motherfucking exclusive. Motherfucking. We're peeking all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is crazy, <laughs> bro. <laughs> oh, man. We was really off the rails with this no, episode, that's great. bro. That's great, man. We need to get it a little bit wild. All so right. That's good. All right. All right. So where we at? Where we at? We are. Um... Yeah, we was just talking about what constitutes a freestyle. Man, I just think love. 
Love, it's just, it's just love in the space, man. When people are always talking about when people go on, like, uh, Funk Flex or something like that, or someone does a freestyle, and it's, like, clearly something written, I'm cool with that. That should be the expecta- expectation. You're going on the Funk Flex show. You're going on somebody's show. You don't need to be out there bullshitting, bro. Give the people some art. Yeah, I'd much rather no. you go out there like Black Dot with, like, you know, half your album written and ready to go and shit. Yeah. Other than, like, who is who is your boy, man? Fucking uh, Lil Yacht. He's fucking embarrassing in every freestyle, bro. That is not my boy. Ah, what on earth? You advocate for them little young Negroes, bro. For Yachty? <laughs> yeah. When have I advocated for Yachty? One time. Name ah, one time. Oh, damn. I yeah. thought you used to fuck no, with dude, bro. No, absolutely not. You talk, You said, I said Uzi Vert, and that's what oh, I said that's last. Oh, true. No, 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 no. Uzi is Yachty's the only one. He's the Yachty's the only one that I couldn't get with, man. I've not seen too many Uzi freebird, uh, Uzi freestyles. He's just emo king, bro. He's emo king. He's mean king. And he's really bad. And then he talks shit about Tupac and Biggie too. Like, damn, bro, you got to be super. I'm not like, and again, I'm not the one saying that Biggie and Pac are the greatest of all time. That's not a conversation I traditionally have. But I understand that having that conversation, you better be ready to go, bro. You better be ready to go. Michael Jai White, uh, somebody that came to him and he was like, "Do you think you could beat Bruce?" And he's like, "Fucking right, I do." Right, and people came for him for years, bro. And what he's thinking is like, bro, y'all keep forgetting that Bruce Lee, whatever else he was, was a fucking actor. <laughs> like I was a fighter, a professional fighter, and I'm like 240 pounds, and Bruce Lee is like 115. Now, no matter what we think about that, Michael Jai White is like, I really used to knock people out for a living. You get to make that opinion, bro. You get to say that wild shit. If you're going to say Pac and Biggie ain't great rappers, ain't great freestylers, you better be able to, you better be able to do at least that good. I, I look, man, I'm not here to defend. I'm just saying there are a lot of people out here saying ridiculous things. Right. And as long as you don't cross what I deem as the line, everyone has their own line, and I'm, I'm tripping off that line. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he ain't said or done anything that makes me don't fuck with him. That's right. I, I think the thing is, even and Yachty hasn't either, but Yachty just sucks. He's so bad, man. He's so annoying. He's so misogynistic. He's so useless. Like, you know, g- good for him and his movement, you know. I'm, I, But I, it's not my type of it's shit. It's a weird thing for me, right, because I do want to see Black Boy Joy, and I feel like he represents that on a high level, but, like, I don't understand, like... As a person has always had to be, like, not just good but exceptional to reach the level of platforms that I've reached, which are nowhere near, like, a Yachty's platform, right? To see somebody that just feels like they dialing it in all the fucking time, that shit irritates. Peace to him and peace to y'all. Uh, freestyle is like, I cannot believe we have gone through this many episodes and I have not talked about the environment. Uh, if we can, um, I wanted to talk about steps that you can take right now to help the environment. Uh, before I get started, do you have anything off the top of your head that you would put out there right now? Things you could do. Just I know that it's difficult because corporations mainly run the Right, right, right. Look, we ourselves are not ever in a position to be able to undo the damage that systems do. But what we can do is attempt to the ways that we can to mitigate the change, right? So, like, for me, you know, one thing that I've been talking about with my homies for a good long while, there's so much forest area in D.C. Like, I would like to get some of the homies together and go out to the woods and plant some of the the trees that were indigenous to, like, this land before before they were taken away. Like, think about how many apple trees used to grow in this part of the country. 
So like just going and planting wild apple trees, you know, planting things like that, fruits, tr trees that will bear fruit that people can eat, right? So like you just going out through the woods and look at that, boom, here's a fucking apple and you can have an apple. Like I feel like those are little net positive things that we can do. Never mind, like one of the things that people don't think about is you see a lot of indigent people in the city, but I'm going to tell you, it's far more of them in the woods. What they'll do, and they talked about that in Atlanta, remember that? Sure. Yep. People disappear and they go off into the woods, and that's where they sustain themselves. So like, if you now you're talking about something where I was like, people that no longer have a way that t can fit into society or that have chosen to remove themselves from society for whatever reason, they still have access to food. Because that's critical, man. Everybody has a right to eat. I wanted to give a big shout out to uh, my homie Mabel who uh, hit me up with the, or is about to hit me up with these pawpaw seeds. Have you ever heard of a pawpaw? No, I have not. It is like indigenous to the Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. What kind of a fruit is it? It's um, it's like a kind of a sweet um, pear situation. Okay, so saying? it's something you could eat and feel something, foolish? It, yeah, it's it's edible, and I don't know, you know, probably because of capitalism. What do you think about potatoes, too, man? Maybe we could plant potatoes. Seems like that would be something that would be easy to plant. They're like... Roots, potatoes. Yeah, because they yeah, just keep to going. Talk about this in depth, man. You can't yeah. just throw it out there. I know, I know, I know. I thought I know, we I was doing the trees. I mean, the trees too. Look, so I'm saying, like this whole, you know, motherfucker. Look, I have fruitarian friends. I do. What's up, Tom Earl? But I, yo, I could eat a whole watermelon. I'd be hungry again in a fucking hour, bruh. Like, so like, even if we planting, you know, apples, you know, potatoes, shit, you can boil and make a, a meal. You're you're you were a vegan for a year. You should appreciate this shit. This was Adam's first job. God was like, hey, bitch, be a garden. Plant my fucking garden. I'm going to go on some other shit. Okay, all right, you're right. I, I, this is how I feel, though. Like, I want to <laughs> I wanna start, you know, light with one thing, you know. Planting a tree seems like enough of a learning curve situation for me than to have to throw potatoes. They're like a root, right? They, they can only drop them bitches. Like, if you leave a fucking potato on your fucking counter, it starts trying to grow into a plant. It should be way easier. I actually put some dirt on that shit. <laughs> I don't feel like I even got to do a lot of dirt. I might just be able to drop potatoes. You we'll know, see. I don't think it's that easy, buddy. Well, you know. I think you are underestimating the difficulty of planting a potato. Oh, because just because I rode horses in the hood, I have to be a fucking farmer? Huh? 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 Oh, you're reaching. Can't tell me nothing. All right, so I have a, a term, a wokesionary term. All right, wokesionary term. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Um, <clears throat> have you ever heard of the resource curse? No. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and give you the, the definition that I found via Google. We know Google is you know, an oppressive entity, so that's context. But a resource curse, also known as the paradox of plenty, refers to uh, the paradox that countries with an abundance of natural resources tend to have less economic growth, less democracy, and worse development outcomes than countries with fewer natural resources. So an example is in Papua New Guinea, they have a large natural gas reserves. Um, but to get to them, you know, I think it's fracking that they have to use to get there. Um, they don't have the infrastructure to uh, extract it. So someone like an Exxon corporation can go into that country and then say, we will give you, you know, money and we will bring our apparatus so we can extract it and give you a 
portion of that money. That's a real life thing that's happening in Uzbekistan right now. It's called a resource curse. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have a, a, an incredible amount of natural natural gas, and they're they're strapped between three different client states that want it. Russia wants it, China wants it, and Europe wants it. But they don't have a way to get it out. Like they don't have the technology that they would need to be able to meet the. Dem- First off, so somebody's gonna get fucked, right? Because they can't sell to all three. They can only sell to two. And whoever you don't sell to, it 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 makes them kind of more dangerous. You know, it makes it more possible that those people will see that as a slight. Like you'll have beef with that nation. Think about the right. So think about the political political aspects of. A large, you know, geo... Right. If I'm a small nation, I don't want to piss off Russia, Europe, or fucking China. There's no way. And you don't want to piss off ExxonMobil. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they're basically trapped into a corner... And, you know, you're it's kind of it's out of your power because you're, you're just it's like a secondary entity, right. even though it's where you're from. So do you see what I'm saying? How right. the, that you just brought around right. what the resource curse actually is. And I just say that because I hear a lot of times, oh, this country has a lot of natural resources. They should be doing this. They should be doing that. But when you look at it through this lens through the lens of it's hard to uh, extract this kind of stuff because it requires a lot of technology, then you start to see the dynamics that are put. And I, I think this is specifically a thing that happens under capitalism because, again, those resources have value and sometimes great value. Natural gas has incredible value. Even at petroleum being as cheap by the barrel as it is right now, these things have incredible value. That wealth wasn't being aggregated by one person one family one leader right but instead being put into the modernization or the development of those countries those resources could be better utilized again to even greater efficiency so your resources wouldn't be a curse it would be like what the fuck does that even sound like it's better to have less fucking resources only in the world of like imperialism where like other people will come and take your shit you know yeah. what I'm saying? No, like, it's a term that has been created because of global capitalism. Right. I mean, that's the reason why it, it's something that shouldn't exist. It's something right. that actually makes no sense. The nation with the most gold Paradise. should be the wealthiest nation in the world. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, Bal, that's what I have so far. Did you? I think we have some extra time this time. Is there something else you want to talk about? You feel like we should? We missed? I mean, there's a lot of different things, man. But I mean, we could always just jump on that fucking fuck yous. And All right. Thank you. Shout All right. Out. You got something for me? Motherfucking, it pains my soul to say this. Benjamin Netanyahu has been reelected. How I feel about dude is already out there. So this just goes to every motherfucker that voted for Benjamin Netanyahu. From the bottom of my heart. From the depth of my soul. Fuck you. Cosign on the fuck you. <clears throat> I just give a big fuck you to just corporations that sell information that get people removed from the country or locked up or any of those kinds of things. It's just an unholy marriage between corporations and the and you know the surveillance state. So a big fuck you. Oh, I have another fuck you. Right, let me get it. I wanna fuck fuck you. To whoever the fuck called the police on the uh, the Metro PTS uh, store, yes. fuck them, fuck that white dude. What was that white dude who I, I just know, put man. up on my IG? Yo, fuck man. the fuck the officer that served that warrant. Yeah, fuck him too. Fuck him too. What the fuck, man? 
Why do people not be able to listen to music outside, bruh? Why do people hate black people singing so fucking? Didn't you say it? We were talking about this earlier. You yeah. just say like people white people can't stand black, black joy, yeah. man. Like, think about it in football, man. I just scored a touchdown against all the odds. These dudes are big enough and strong enough to, like, wrestle sumo wrestlers. I made it past all these people, and I kept my health, and I've scored a point, which is the greatest thing I can do in the sport, and I'm so fucking happy. Yo, I want to give a big fuck you. I, I, I want to give a big fuck you to Vince McMahon. There was a, um, man, that dude, he's a piece of shit, bro. You know his wife uh, works for the, the Cheeto administration. That's not surprising at all. Yeah, she's, I believe she's over the Small Business Administration. Linda McMahon, yep, facts. This administration is just is hilarious. Crazy. It's cartoonish, It's cartoonish. It is literally the Legion of fucking Doom, bro. It's like, oh my God, oh, oh. Fuck you to the outgoing secretary of Homeland who was a fucking woman who has fucking children of her own that was okay with putting children in fucking cages. She quit. I don't give a fuck. Fuck borders. A big fuck you to borders. What the fuck is a border? Oh, Bernie at it again, bro. We can't have open borders or all the poor people will come once again. Can y'all, can y'all figure out Bernie for me? Fuck casual racist grandpa. All right, we got any, um... We got any shout outs? Yes. I've been, I, it's a couple of cats I've been thinking about for a while. Yo, man, it's so many poets up in the game that I came up with that I see doing great things. So many of them with really good podcasts out there. I just want y'all to know I see y'all, man. Y'all doing great fucking work. And thank you for finding other ways to keep your voice relevant and valid. Y'all know who y'all are. I ain't gonna shut y'all all out. But just know, man, I see y'all. I love y'all. I am y'all. Wanna give a uh, big shout out to Ashanti Carmen. And a RIP as well. She was a trans woman. She uh, lost her life, unfortunately. But I just wanted to, you know, um, participate in that. Just say her name, you know, like just, just, just put that out there right now. Uh, I also want to give um, a big shout out to uh, the Virginia Mayo College basketball team. Uh, they lost last year. They were the first team ever. Since we're in the DMV, I want to give a big shout out to Virginia. They were the first, first seed ever to lose to a 16th seed. Do you understand how, like, astronomical that is? Like, of 64 teams, you're in the top four, and you lost to one of the teams that was in the bottom 60, you know? And this year, they came back and won the whole chip. And that's that's pretty. That's a pretty crazy redemption story, right? Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All to right. me, it sounds like a bunch of cats took some cats uh, not serious enough, got their ass whooped, Came back the next year like, damn, we really kind of fucked it up for ourselves and went in there flexing and shit. Let's do our fucking job. Man, winning um, winning the chip in in college basketball is one of the most difficult uh, places to win the chip. I mean, I hear you, man. I hear you, man. You know, in Slam, there would be like shit. Nah, man, there would be some teams that like you know these are perennial favorites. But you might, man. Hey, now you got you drew poetry. You grew you drew Sheboygan. You you did five random people. Judging they fucking beat your shit, and you lost the tournament this year. Five random people judging you yeah. that, that probably have only seen poetry a few to a handful of times. Hey, these are the flaws of the sport. Okay, the sport we that in. doesn't exist, man. It's a little <laughs> bit different in athletics. When you beat whatever, how many, eight teams in a row, like that's really difficult. You know, you've never drank, right? Or Have you ever had a hangover? Uh, no, I can't ever remember hanging okay. a hangover. There are people when you see weak ass people on your on your docket. You think they're gonna be weak. 
The next, the day before the game, you out drinking, you partying, you already, bro, you ever try to play basketball with a fucking hangover, bro? It's terrible. It's fucking terrible. It's not great. So we cannot even applaud them for getting a chip this year? Hey, man, kudos to the motherfuckers for doing what they were supposed to do in the first fucking place. All right. <laughs> Fuck my whole mood up, you little bitch. <laughs> Fuck, man. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Virginia. The real ones know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we love y'all, man. Thank y'all for listening. Remember, we can be found on iTunes. We can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, TuneFM. You got uh, us up on Facebook. We on IG. We all the place we supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? So find us, and we'll find you. Subscribe, like, share. Let's get this movement popped off. This is something you can do. If you like it, tell a friend. You know what I'm saying? Because we got to be our own networks. We got to build our own rules to truth. We see you. We are you. We love you. Exit the matrix.